Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 26. It has been raining here for a couple days. Uh, right now, it's raining. It's actually really beautiful. You know, it's really cool this morning. I've never had this happen, uh, but the hummingbird that kind of zips around here um, literally just landed in front of me and stared at me for two minutes. So I know some of you think I'm crazy about this, but when you slow down, it's almost like all of nature goes, okay, he's cool now. Like he's cool. We can go hang out with him. But my wife goes, you're turning into one of those crazy bird people. Uh, but I'm telling you, I watched this bird for two minutes and I just stared at it. It was so amazing in the rain. So it's beautiful here. It's a little cold, drippy, rainy. Um, but it's kind of when anytime I see that rain come down, it just makes everything green. It looks like it's bringing refreshment to everything else. And it's just constantly reminding me how I need that in my own life, how I need refreshment, how I need that kind of nourishment. Um, and so, again, that's why we do this podcast. Uh, I do this podcast because I'm like, man, we all need that. And I'm simply just sharing some of the things I'm working through and thinking through. This pa passage in particular uh, came to me this week. And uh, I feel like it's very, very timely in light of what we're going through as a in the world, as a, uh, as a country, and just trying to process through that, like from a really, for me, like what does this mean for me? And then kind of a caring heart for all of you out there listening. Uh, what does this mean for you? The passage is this, Psalms 121 one through four. And it says this, I lift my eyes up to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. And he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Uh, I remember when we were launching our brand new campus. So I'm the campus pastor out uh, in Fontana, our main campus or our, the original campus is in Rancho. And so I was asked uh, to be a part of a team that launches this new campus out. And I remember we used to do these kind of prayer walks around the school where we were, where we were launching. And, uh, and what was really beautiful about where the school was, it's, it was kind of on the side of a highway and there was really no distraction for what was behind you. And what was behind us was Rancho Cucamonga Peak. You can look it up on Google. Uh, it's, we're, we're literally in a little bit of a valley and then you, you just continue to aspire to look up and there's Rancho Cucamonga Peak and it's massive and beautiful and it just stands out in the landscape of everything that's around us and so on launching day I remember going for the day we launched our service I remember walking around the school 
and praying and just anticipating what God would do, what he would do with not only with this campus, but the the people that showed up, the school that we are trying to make a, a difference at. And as I was walking around, I was just asking, just praying to God, God, I just pray that you would be here with us, that we would see you, that you would move mightily. And I remember turning the corner from the school and seeing the mountain. In this passage, I remember then, this passage just popped into my head then, and it popped into my head this week as I was reflecting through a lot of what's going on. And it's like I, I, there was a, an overwhelming comfort as if God was going, I got you. See that mountain, right? You see that? I created all of that. I am in control. And I remember turning that corner. I was like, man, I lift my eyes up there. You are the maker of heaven and earth and you have not abandoned me. You are in control. You got me. And I just need to be reminded of it. I needed to be reminded of it that morning as a lot was going on and a lot that could go wrong uh, was going on and had to calm my heart down and remind myself that, that God is in control and he is here and he has not abandoned me. You know the what is happening in the in the last month or so is the the coronavirus. Uh, the the coronavirus has hit the the world, um, and there's been a, a lot uh, a lot of things that are going on. It's it's making a massive impact in our world, and uh, to the point where even our church our our church made a decision uh, alongside of a lot of other churches last night. Uh, to move away from brick and mortar gatherings to online gatherings, uh, just to really love our neighbors and uh, and love those really truly who are the most vulnerable among us, um, and just trying to be really caring. And I thought, wow, I can't think of a, another time in my life where the the church said, listen, uh, there's something going on. And we want to respond. And so we're going to tell you to, here's an option to worship together online, but we're not going to do a brick and mortar worship gathering. And uh, what I think is really interesting about this virus is that lives are being lost. People are getting sick and people are really fearful. It's not interesting. It's just a fact. It's what's happening and if you go into most of the grocery stores, you will you'll find shelves that are empty. <laughs> you know, there's no toilet paper, no cough medicine, right? Water is being limited, you know, and if you watch the news, like the the narrative is really bleak and 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 I think it it causes in people, it stirs in people a lot of fear. In fear, when fear becomes the narrative that we entertain and allow, it can start to spin things out of control. And for me, I've been trying to pause these last few days here on the porch and, and think through that. Think through what are the ramifications of releasing our minds, our hearts, our souls to fear. And what is happening is, is a lot of people are becoming really fearful. Maybe that's you right now. And when we become fearful, we struggle with who to turn to, with who to trust. You know, I don't know if you have ever seen this, but have you ever seen a kid that's lost in a grocery store or a retail store or whatever? Have you ever seen a kid that's lost? Like they've 
they've gotten, uh, they've separated from their parents. You just see these children roaming, looking around. You can see the fear in their eyes. You can see that something is wrong. Something's not right. Maybe you were a person that reached out and said, are you okay, honey? And they looked up to you and, and, and you could see something's not right. They feel lost. And this is what I feel for so many people right now, that they're walking around like, like children going, I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And there's a lot of fear in them. But what I think those little children do after after a certain period of time is they do what? They cry out, mom, mom, where are you? Dad, dad, where are you? And they start proclaiming that. And I think you and I, we need to start proclaiming, dad, we need your help. Where are you? We need your help. God is present with us in the need. He's listening to our cries and he has not abandoned us. And what David, the psalmist, is trying to help us do, help us understand when things aren't going right, when the world in which we, you know, for the most part, we have got our, ourselves in a pattern of predictability, like a pattern of predictability. Look, this day is good. Tomorrow will be good. And the day's... Uh, after that will be good. But what happens is when it doesn't go good and when it is hard, we start losing our minds. And what David says to us when we are in times of pain or in hurt or disillusionment is that we look up. We lift our eyes up out of that pain, out of that hurt. You know, I remember as a kid going to the bottom of the Sears Tower. And the, and, and the thing about that, that, that that for me is like this. Had I always just kept my eyes on the door, I would have never realized the magnificence, the grandeur of the building. Right? If my eyes were always looked down at the cement or always looking down at the door, I... It, I would never have imagined how grand it was. It's only when I lifted my eyes up that I could see how magnificent the Sears Tower really was. And it works the same. This is what David is saying to us. Get up out of, get your head up out of your pain. Get your head up out of your fears and look up. Look up. Up. Sometimes our eyes, our lives, our minds, and our hearts are so focused on the problem that we can't see the Lord. Some of us are so focused on the coronavirus that we cannot see the Lord. We become blind to the fact that there is someone who wants and is helping but so often what we end up doing is we turn our survival inter our instincts on and we batten down the hatches and we wait for the worst. Our survival instincts are to go, I got this. I can do this. I will figure this out. And David is warning, not only warning us, but he's also saying to us, he's teaching us, look, I know it's hard. I know you're scared. I know things are tough right now. But lift your eyes up and look to the Lord, the maker of heaven 
and earth. Stop trusting the creation. And by creation, I mean, maybe stop completely trusting the humans that are giving you information or this very this very corruption of creation, which is this virus and lift your eyes up to trust the creator who made heaven and earth, who is in control. Like lift your eyes up from the problem, lift your eyes up from the fear and look to the Lord. Sometimes our eyes are so down that we can't see him. We're so focused on the wrong thing. David's like, you're focused on the wrong thing. Look up. And what is the promise when we look up? The promise is that you will not be moved. You will not be moved. Uh, Matthew 7, 24 through 25 says this, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. And, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. What this is talking about is this. This is not situational. It's foundational. In this life and the next, we who choose to put our trust in God will not be moved. It doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen. It doesn't mean that we're not going to struggle. It just means that he is in control. He is in charge no matter what's going on and that we can find our security in him, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that he won't abandon us. But we got to lift our eyes up. We got to place our focus and our hearts and our trust in him. The other promise that he gives us here, David gives us and he tells us and he proclaims about the Lord is this, that he will not slumber. He will not slumber We may have those around us or we may sometimes slumber, but the Lord will never slumber. He is awake and he is attentive to whatever you're going through right now. He is fully aware of what is happening in our world and he has not abandoned us. He's not abandoning us. He is here. He is present with us in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of the worry. In fact, the, um, the, the name for uh, God, that God, the God who sees is El Roy. El Roy is the name that says he is the God who sees. He sees your fears. He sees our doubts. He, he will not abandon you. But here's the scary thing. And I think this is really important is that you and I can abandon him. We can leave the comfort and security of the Lord. And many of us have right now in the midst of this chaotic situation that's going on in our world. We've abandoned that security in him and we've, we've started trusting ourselves and we started trusting the creation to tell us what to do. And we need to ask him what to do. And my prayer for everyone listening to this podcast right now or in the future is to lift your eyes up from the problem and to give that problem over to the Lord. He's got you.
and he's trustworthy and he will not abandon you. But we got to lift our eyes up because when we're always looking down, we will always be down. But if we look up, we will see the hope and security that is available to us in God and what he has for us. So where are your eyes down where they should be up? We praise you, God, our father, for being our shelter and security in difficult times. So, and this one's important, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, I'm praying for you all. Cheers.